Grace, mercy, and peace to you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ever since uh, I was in seminary a few years ago, I've always thought about what it would be like to preach on Easter. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of preaching when you're a young seminarian. Or uh, the World Series, or, you know, in my case, uh, playing in a World Cup final. Except, of course, Easter is better than all of those because we've already won the victory, right? And one of the things I learned very early on at my time at St. Andrew was that in his 25 years here, Pastor Mark has always preached on Easter. So this year, when he came to me and said, you're preaching on Easter, I looked at him and I said, are you okay? <laughs> and uh, he said yes, and then I was like, are you sure? And, you know, here we are, so I guess uh, he's sure. And uh, as this news kind of spread throughout the office, there were all different kinds of reactions, but a lot of them started with like, what? A uh, little confusion, a little shock, followed quickly by, oh, well, congratulations, we're so excited, and so on and so forth. And I kind of found myself thinking, gee, Mark, what did you get me into? And uh, so over the past few weeks, as you can imagine, I've been thinking a lot about this text and about this day and about this moment and uh, feeling a little anxious about it all. So earlier this week, I called my older brother, who is a pastor, and he's been one for about 10 years now. And I said to him, dude, I'm pretty nervous. I'm preaching on Easter, and, you know, I don't know what to say. How do I, how do I make a story that everyone knows come to life once again for the people? And I asked him all these questions, and he was like, I know exactly what you tell him. I was like, oh, man, oh, this is going to be good. And he was like, tell him about Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, okay, I can do that. Uh, and it kind of dawned on me then that every time that we get to interact, and certainly every time uh, that Pastor Mark and I preach, it's an opportunity just to tell you about Jesus. And uh, I'm so thankful and especially honored on this Easter Sunday to tell you all about Jesus. And if from this point on you don't remember anything else about this sermon, I know that you'll remember this. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And if that's all you remember today and every day beyond, thanks be to God. Because every Sunday is like a little bit of Easter and every day is an opportunity to celebrate Easter, to celebrate the singular truth that changes our lives. That Jesus lives. And because Jesus lives, everything about our lives is different. And I've been thinking a lot about this truth, particularly in regards to how it's revealed in Luke's gospel. And it struck me as I was reading that uh, the way that we celebrate Easter today isn't exactly how the first Easter went. Uh, things were a little different. Uh, while eventually there was celebration and joy as more and more people witnessed the empty tomb and the word got spread around, it wasn't that way at first. Everyone was dealing with all kinds of emotions when they arrived to that tomb on that day, and most of which were not joy and excitement. Uh, as the women arrived to the tomb, they are expecting to find the dead body of Jesus. They came ready with spices in hand to preserve the body, which is similar to kind of the process of embalming today, except this would have been a more holy process in that this was how they were going to preserve Jesus' body for eternal life. And so uh, when they're coming before, they are expecting to find the tomb still shut, Jesus' body just lying there. Instead, what they find is the stone rolled away and the tomb empty. And scripture tells us then that when they saw this, they were perplexed. 
And in the Greek, that word perplexed can also mean uh, to be uncertain or unsure, uh, to even be at a loss. So these women who were expecting to find Jesus' body there don't find it. And now they're at a loss. Unsure of whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, Uncertain about everything that's taken place over the past few days. Uncertain about everything that Jesus has taught them about all their memories and stories with him. And it's in the midst of this unsureness then that the story continues. Right? Because as they're there, unsure about what's happening... An angel appears. Two, in fact. Two men in dazzling white clothes appear. And then we're told that the women are filled with fear. Now, I think here we can kind of empathize with them. Because if two angels appeared right now, I would be scared. Okay? And yet, at the same time, I found myself asking... If if the women were already uncertain and already afraid... What could be more terrifying than the body of Jesus not being in the tomb? And then it's right here, right in the midst of the uncertainty and the fear, right in the midst of all the spiritual and emotional and physical exhaustion for these women that has taken place over the past few days, right in the midst of their grief and their sadness, that they lost their master, their teacher, their friend. That is the moment when the resurrection is proclaimed. Do you remember your first Easter? I don't. I was a baby. I probably didn't make it through the whole service. But uh, even as I got older, I started thinking about, you know, what I remembered about Easter. And as time went on, I kind of remembered some of the familiar hymns that we'll sing throughout the morning. And eventually, of course, I remember, uh, you know, the the saying that we say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. We share that back and forth. Even as a kid, you can remember that. And I also remember running around the churchyard trying to collect all the eggs and then going home with my brother and competing with him for all the eggs at the house, especially the coveted money egg. And and it really hit me then that it wasn't until probably uh, the year 2012 that I remember Easter celebration. I was a freshman at Concordia Bronxville in New York and my brother was in his first year as a pastor in New York. And so rather than go home for spring break and Easter, I decided to stay with him and experience all of Holy Week for what it would be like to be a pastor one day. And uh, one of the things that I remember so clearly about that week was the exhaustion. I remember being so tired. Uh, From Thursday to Sunday, we'd spent uh, at least 12 to 16 hours every single day in the church. And I just remember being so tired that by the time Easter morning rolled around... I was exhausted, and then, of course, I'm trying to be excited, because it is an exciting day, and I just remember trying to be able to focus. And then there was a moment uh, in the service, when my brother was preaching, actually, that as I was looking out over the congregation, I made eye contact with my mom, and I saw tears in her eyes. Now, if you know my mom, that wouldn't necessarily be the most surprising thing, but as I looked at her, I could feel that something was different. And then it hit me that this was the first Easter since her sister had died. And I don't really remember what else happened in the service or in the sermon, but I remember in that moment the reality of Easter hit me. That uh, in the midst of my exhaustion, in the midst of my mom's sadness, in the midst of the grief that came back over me like a wave, I heard those words of the angels that he is risen. 
that because Jesus lives, my life is different. And I don't know the first Easter that many of you remember. And I'm sure that you all have a list with all different kinds of reasons as to why you remember. But what I do know is this. Everyone is here today because Jesus lives. Uh, and every one of us woke up this morning and we got dressed and brushed our teeth, maybe in reverse order, but nonetheless, we did both those things. And then you grabbed uh, your coffee or your orange juice, your water, maybe even a munchkin or a cookie on your way in. And you got into the car, you gathered the family together, and you made your way here to this place. And you were excited to celebrate and rejoice. But I also know that what you brought with you is everything going on in your life outside of this place. You brought the exhaustion and the sadness from what's going on in our world and maybe even in your own life. Uh, you brought all your feelings and emotions that are tied to all the other Easter's and just even things that happened yesterday. Uh, maybe you even brought the grief that you've experienced over the last two years about how much life has changed and that this is the first time we've been able to gather in this particular way. Maybe you've even brought the grief of the fact that there is someone missing from sitting next to you this Easter. And for every reason that could have possibly kept you away, here you are. And it's all because Jesus lives. Because just like he did on that first Easter, Jesus stepped into the anxiety. He stepped into the fear and the death and everything surrounding that situation, everything that was unexpected. Jesus steps in and the resurrection is proclaimed. Those words are spoken that he is not here. He is risen. Everything about our faith and everything about our lives hinges on this truth. That the stone has been rolled away, that the tomb is empty, that the living is no longer amongst the dead, that, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. You guys got to get better at that. And, and here's the thing. Because Jesus is risen, because he is alive, everything is different. Because Jesus lives... The way that we face wildernesses in our lives of, of temptation and uncertainty, discontent, grief, and shame is different. The way that we face death is different. Because Jesus lives, death does not have the final word. Life does. Jesus does. Because Jesus lives, we can look back on our lives with joy and look forward with hope. Because Jesus lives... Everything about our lives is different. Even the smallest, tiniest little things in our lives. Even something as simple as watching TV or a movie, perhaps. And I don't know why, but I keep on having these experiences when I'm watching something. And this time, it wasn't because of I Love Lucy, okay? This time, uh, it was a Disney movie, and it was a movie about fish. The movie Finding Nemo. And while I was watching this movie, uh, the, the character Dory stuck out to me. See, Dory struggles with uh, short-term memory loss, so she can't remember much. But there's one phrase that she remembers. Just keep swimming. And it's introduced uh, in the movie like this. She says, when life gets tough, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And she says it over and over and over again until you can't get it out of your head. Now, I'm not going to do that to you today. <laughs> but this Easter, I want you to... Remember those words, to just keep swimming. Swimming in the waters of your baptism. 
See, because the St. Paul writes, in your baptism, you were baptized into Christ's death and therefore raised to new life in his resurrection. In your baptismal waters, you can keep swimming and swimming and swimming in the love that has been united to you through this resurrection of Jesus. And what does this look like? What does it look like to keep swimming? Well, it starts with something as simple as being here. Being in the place where Jesus comes to you. And you can experience Jesus in all different kinds of places. You can spend time in his word wherever you are. Because that's the beauty of those baptismal waters. They go on for eternity. And they go with you wherever you go. This Easter, I may not know exactly what you're going through or how you're feeling. But I know that you're here. All of us are here because Jesus lives. And my hope and my prayer for you is that... You just keep swimming. That whether you're doing the, the doggy paddle of faith or you've been swimming for longer than you can remember, that you just keep swimming. Because in your baptism, in those waters, Jesus claims you as his own. He calls you by name and he brings you out of death and into life to experience all of life in light of his glorious resurrection. To experience all of life knowing and believing that there's always hope for what lies ahead. And to know that everything is different because Jesus lives. Happy Easter, uh, my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. Remember to just keep swimming because, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.